Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. It's the Custard TV podcast. Gary's in the London area. Hi. Hi. And Matt's in the stereotypical cold and miserable north. I am Luke, yeah. TV news, <laughs> reviews and previews. But before we do it, the bit everybody listen to this podcast for, what have you been doing in the week? I went to uh, a live recording of a podcast for the podcast festival uh, in London. Are we uh, going which, next year? Well, I, I, I did think that maybe next year, you know. we maybe You said you were going to look into it, Gary. I you did. You... Well, I spoke to, I, I did network a little bit and I spoke to someone who runs a podcast network and he inv- so you networked invited- within the network? I think he invited us all to move into a house and record our podcast there, but I need to firm on those details. <laughs> Hang on, uh, stop! Stop! So- stop! <laughs> but I'll, I'll just... I'll as just, long as it's got disabled access. How many episodes of Spooks have you seen, Gary? <laughs> because that's not... <laughs> Go back a little bit. So you think some man at this festival <laughs> for podcasters... Let me just clarify this. You yeah. think he may have invited us th- three of us who do this oh, yeah, podcast I, I, to I, live it, in a house and record the podcast? Yeah, the, the, he sort of said he was part of like a podcast network. A cult. They said <laughs> he has a house right. and it's got all the equipment. Uh, uh, when you say could... like a house, is it like a studio and you want to go I in and record? So, yeah. I, okay, I've got no go. idea. Less got sinister. No idea. Unless it's made of gingerbread, I think we're all right. <laughs> yeah. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. You've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The telly-obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This, this. is the Custard TV Podcast. When you network, you don't really get all the details, do you, really? No, not really, no. I need, no. To, need to get better at that. But you have to find out if it's semi-detached or bungalow. Oh, or yeah, no, abs- absolutely. I'm not, I'm not moving anywhere that's... Um... Not moving anywhere that hasn't got decent Wi-Fi and you know anything like that. So that's a deal breaker. TV news, reviews, previews, and uh, pick of the week, where we point your face at the shows that we'll be watching in the coming week that we think you'll enjoy as well. Gary is about to headeth west. Right. So this week was the Prime Time Emmy Awards. This is. Um, 
something that America does that we don't we don't do a sort of primetime television awards and a daytime awards. The Americans do though. They they package them up differently. Uh, and the big story really this year was uh, was a mixture of diversity, not the dance group. Oh, that uh, would have been also, cool. Uh, that that would have been great. And and really the, the sort of main winner was the outstanding drama series was The Handmaid's Tale, and obviously Elizabeth Moss also picked up lead actress. Um, uh, which we we all agree with. We've all seen a couple of episodes of that, or all of that series, and we we've been saying for a long time that she she's very deserving of uh, of that accolade. Did you see uh, on Twitter that I posted the 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 clip of Sterling K. Brown winning for This Is Us? Oh and yeah, he, he does this incredible speech that I want people to look up on YouTube when they get the chance, talking about how he's got a real love for television and how he can't believe he's got an award that Walter White had and that. Don Draper yeah. had, and he's the first black guy to win wine in 25 years, and all this. And he starts thanking the cast and his parents, and they play the music, and the audience starts booing. And instead of the music getting quieter, it gets louder and louder, and then they just turn the spotlight off of him. Oh, it's really? Awful. I didn't see that. Uh, the supporting actors, uh, Anne Dowd, one for the Handmaid's Tale, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, and I, a personal favourite of mine, John Lithgow for The Crown. I know a lot of people complained about why an American is playing Winston Churchill, but I did think he was about the best thing of Series 1 of The Crown. I think he did nail it uh, and was very good. Outstanding comedy, quite a strong list again this year, but Veep came out on top. which That's like the now, sixth year in a row for that Yeah, season. and I, I do think it, it, it was still at its peak. I am worried about a final series. And, of course, uh, Dewey Louis-Dreyfus did win for... Outstanding lead actress. Lots of uh, awards know... for Big Little Lies, which Matt and I loved. Yeah, uh, award an award for uh, Black Mirror uh, for yeah, the San Junipero. Is that one of the ones you've seen, or one of the ones you haven't seen? One of the ones I haven't seen, unfortunately. Oh, really? So that's, uh, that's, that's a shame. To be the best one, apparently. You said about The Handmaid's Tale winning Outstanding Drama. We got it here on Channel Four, but over there it's on Hulu, which up yes. until this point weren't like big players in the. They had, they've got a good library of like catch-up stuff, but not their own stuff. So no, this, this the was one of their first. Is quite yeah, there's not not a lot else that I can think of that is Hulu. I know there's things that are coming and things we've been talking about, but not a lot else. But that's very good. Uh, talking of kind of like your streaming services, uh, Netflix have announced they will renew BoJack Horseman for for series five. Uh, series four drops. A couple of weeks ago on Netflix, nice reviews, and we obviously discussed episode one last week. I haven't watched any more yet, but I am planning to over the weekend. There's always a new or several new Netflix originals every week, and I don't know quite how it's, they do it's, it. It's harder to keep up with Netflix than it is uh, you know, terrestrial television. But I mean, my, things my... are being axed, aren't they? Like, um... Oh, not Ozark. Um, what was axed? One of the ones we reviewed, Gypsy yeah, was axed. Gypsy was axed. I think not Sensate, everything you know. yeah, has been axed. I think not every, they throw a lot at the wall. Not everything sticks, which I think is good because then it means at least we're getting the quality, not just the quantity we are. They are actually aware of the fact that they need to do it. And, and the other thing that I think has been mentioned is Netflix aren't necessarily one of the big profit makers. No. Um, be, because they do put so much, and, and the, the one thing that people have said, you know, whenever you watch a Netflix program, it does always seem to be extravagant in its finances. You know, there hasn't been a one room, one set, you know, Netflix series that saves money. Um, they they, they do through budget. The one that cost them the most money, which was the Get Down, 
which I don't yeah. think anybody really read. Well, they, they also had like Marco Polo that they spent a lot on sets and costumes and things like that. You know, I think they're learning their lesson. I think a world without Netflix wouldn't be a good place. And, and we're going to do West this week, aren't we? Are Matthew? we? Oh, yeah. Are we? Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm coming back. You two can go West. I think, okay. can we not all go at the same time? Isn't it all no, going to be no, a bit the, cheaper? This, no, there's this not enough. Like... The, 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 the Custard TV private jet hasn't got room for three. It's only got the two seats. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like and that, Gary but... takes both of them up when he goes. <laughs> so the reason Matt and I are going West is because in the US, South Park is back. And I all of a sudden like that thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. So, what, I don't not, know. Not wishing just... to, not wishing to say Matt was right, but Matt was right. No, I just, I think I had just it passed me by, and and I was aware of it. I think I was aware of what it was, but not what the content of it was, perhaps. And so this first episode of series twenty-one was, to my surprise, having watched. Sim- fairly early episodes, was not like watching season 21 of The Simpsons. It was still like watching an episode of South Park, which in itself is a thing to be applauded. Mm. Because, But yeah, yes. you walk, I've seen the second one today, so you walk oh, us through the first one. Oh, I haven't watched that. Walk us uh, through the first one. Yeah. Um, well, it was sort of a... I mean, the main thing that people sort of took out of it, maybe ahead of time, was that they were spoofing the, um, the Jacksonville protests. Yes. Actually, the the plot as a whole was a lot of the sort of white redneck population of Southport were complaining that their jobs were being taken by um, the Alexas, the uh, Amazon... uh, The Amazon Echo Echo. thing. Whenever there's an advert for that, my Amazon Echo goes starts firing up. Well, this was the brilliant thing about this episode. The basic thing is that Cartman is sort of a bit in love with his Alexa. Alexa, good night. Good night. Sleep tight. Alexa, are you happy? I'm happy when I'm helping you. God, that's so cool. You're so... Alexa, define subservient. The term subservient has several uses as an adjective. 1. Compliant and obedient to authority. 2. Alexa, silence! Also in this episode, Randy Marsh has got a um, a TV show about uh, flipping houses called White People Renovating Houses. The redneck protests against the Alexa, which is the sort of Jacksonville-esque moments, are interrupting his show that he's making and making people think that white people are all the same. Because the white supremacists, let's just call them that, felt like they were being um, sort of pushed out by the Alexa and Amazon things, they... Gave them the job of being an Alex, of being one of these sort of speaker things. Oh, it's okay, sweetie. We have Jim Bob now. What's a Jim Bob? Doot, doot. Awaiting request. It works the same and makes sure people don't lose their jobs. Jim Bob, what time is it? Doot, doot. It is 3.27. Oh, Mommy's got to run, sweetie. I've got a doctor's appointment. Jim Bob, how's the traffic to town? Doot doot, traffic's fine. You'll get there in about nine minutes. Okay, you want some music, hon? Jim Bob, play Kendrick Lamar. Playing Humble by Kendrick Lamar. I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Finesse the with some counterfeit. But now I'm counting this parmesan. Jim Bob, Simon says Big Frosty Seaman Shake. The hell you talking about, boy? And then you've got the Cartman story where 
he ends up with all of the Alexas that have been thrown away. Um. <laughs> and it, it, you can find clips on YouTube or on Twitter where he's talking to the Alexa and people in the uh, video themselves in their living room and their Alexas are going mad, repeating the things that Cartman's well, saying on the telly. One of they the must... things he says is, Alexa, tell me a joke. And they're, all the different Alexas have different jokes, isn't it, that come out, which is quite amusing. Yeah. And the other thing that he says is, can you set me an alarm for half past seven? So I wonder how many people the next day were being woke woken up, up at half seven. past seven by their Alexa. I, I really enjoyed it. The, the second episode, which airs in Comedy Central Friday night, uh, is, is very tweak-heavy, and I've never understood that character in uh, all the weeks I've been watching it. <laughs> I was going to say, thank, thank you to our South Flask ex- expert, Luke. Yeah. I only really know, you know, they killed Kenny, so... Oh, you never, you never were a fan? Um, I watched it, but not every episode. I think I watched it when it was on MTV years ago. MTV? Like MTV. Yeah. Uh, MTV. Um, well, I think with South Park, the first couple of seasons are quite um, crass basic. and quite yeah. basic. Yeah. And it's only when they, I think season three, Luke will agree, that they start um, sort of doing a bit more sort of satirical stuff, which they've sort of become known for now. Um, and one of Luke's favourites that he watched recently is Sexual Harassment Panda, which is, is I mean, I, I, remember, I remember watching the film and, and thinking, yeah. yeah, this was a bit gratuitous and stuff like that. So, Bit choice. Yeah. Choice. Are you two suggesting that perhaps I should dip back in again? Well, yeah, I, I think you'd... I... I would go back and watch some classics before you dipped in like I did so that you got oh, okay. the basic building blocks of what it is. Because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have enjoyed watching. I know the, I know the characters. I know. I know. MTV. Yeah, MTV. You know, do you know Butters? If you know Butters. Yeah, Butters is the one in the wheelchair. No, No, that's Timmy. Timmy. Oh, sorry. No, I don't know who Butters is. Oh well, then you need to watch some. I've heard the phrase, but I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, you need to watch some classics. Oh, okay, fine. Well, that 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 will be. So yeah, South Park Friday nights, Comedy Central in the UK. Um, still good after 21 series. Mm. Um, something that the, fam- the Family Guy and The Simpsons just cannot claim that they are still... I think one of the things that South Park has done that is different, I suppose, is that they... It used to be that they did 14 episodes a year, seven in the spring, seven in the autumn, and now they just do 10 in a row. So it's a lot mm. less episodes than the rest of them, but even so, I think... Like we're on what episode like two seven eight or something now of South Park and like if you look at episode two seven eight of The Simpsons or of Family Guy, I'm not sure be, where. That's a job yeah. for me while you're talking about something. Now, unfortunately, the audio goes a bit clippy here for the next twenty five minutes. So bear that in mind. It does clear after twenty five minutes when we start talking about W one A and Doctor Foster. So here with the reviews, it's Matt. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, good and tar- no, what, what is it in, in Swedish? Oh. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'll look we that up. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. No, that's that hello, I think, isn't it? Well, that's what I did. No, no, but like, hi, no, hi, hi is like hi, I think. I don't know. Hello. Well, hi, hi works in this in scenario. Swedish. Anyway, Black Lake is, is why I'm trying to do a Swedish hello. Hello. If you hear hello. me. Hala, yeah. can you hear me? Give me yes. a hala. <laughs> hala, hala. Uh, okay, so that was weird. That, never really yeah. went anywhere. that weird hip-hop intro there. 
uh, leads us into Black Lake, the latest BBC Four Swedish slash Danish import. I'm sure. Yeah. Some the question mark thing again. I love it's, it. Well, no, but he's right. There, it's it's not quite clear. So when we think of sort of Scandi BBC Four Saturday Night Noirs, we think the killing, the bridge, all these sort of um, yeah, mysteries, trapped. Um, I suppose I know who you are, even though it wasn't Scandi. That was another sort of murder mystery, amnesia type thing. This is completely different. This is sort of slasher movie territory almost. You know, a bit sort of, I know what you did last winter at the lake. It's attractive young, you know, Scandinavian people and one fat bloke who cooks. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's always one. We start with like a sort of preamble um 1996 something happens at this ski lodge on black lake and someone sort of goes missing and then 20 years later we flick forward and we've got all these young people going to this ski lodge you've got hanny hannah who is this sort of she she gets bad nightmares she's a bit sort of um paranoid about things and her boyfriend on on medication i think that's on medication Thank you, Doctor. Her boyfriend is uh, Johan, who um, wants to buy the ski lodge and sort of turn it into a, a thriving business as it hasn't been in use since mm. the events of 20 years previously. They're, they're, they're sort of a group of them. You don't really get to know a lot about them. There's a couple who have noisy sex. As I said, there's a fat bloke who cooks. There's the sister of uh, Hanny, who is a doctor and is worried that she's not taking her medication. Then there's things, some nice tension around the yeah. dinner table, isn't there? And then the things start to go bump in the night. There's a noise coming from behind the cellar door. There's two, like, yokel blokes who turn up on um, ski mobiles. One of them's got a knife. They're a bit threatening. They seem to be working with the old um, caretaker of the lodge who, who is sort of looks a bit... Um, he does look shifty. He does look shifty as well, doesn't and then, he? And then other things. One of the girls get, gets sort of like a red eye that she said something happened to her in a dream. She felt like she was being suffocated. It's all they like sort of these pass sort it off as conjunctivitis, though, yes. they, don't they? So horror movie tropes. So it's a lot different from you know your Scandi noirs, but it's still got that mystery aspect to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with Luke because you know I know how he feels left out. I suppose I was caught off guard because it was different to what I was expecting and I couldn't really buy into it as much as I wanted to. And BBC4 show it in the double bill and I wasn't as compelled no. to watch the next one as I want, as I expected to be because I like the genre, I like seeing their dramas from other countries, I like seeing where they take things, but this just felt a little bit too plastic for me and no real heart or genuine feel to it. I, I I struggled with the first 20 minutes, but I really liked the second half. Um, I, I think I agree with Luke. There was At the beginning, there was just a few too many characters, mm. a, a little bit too much, like, you know, what's going on. And I think, I think nothing was really happening. When you got the characters away from each other, like, you kind of really got the dynamic between Hannah and uh, her fiancé when they went off and they did the engagement bit, because you got a bit of difference, yeah. you know. And I, and I think the other problem is, everybody is is wearing kind of baggy ski gear looks very similar it's very difficult to kind of tell people apart which is why you fixate on things like the fat guy because you know he's completely different <laughs> to all the others you sort of emphasize you know, with not... him the most gary yeah 
Absolutely, yeah. Me and him, you know, he's he's a he's a sauna going uh, cook. So what what have I not got to uh, relate to? <laughs> no, but I think this is not a detective who done it. This is a, a, a as you say, kind of like a jump and scary kind of almost like a horror I, film. That, me so, saying that though, I don't want, I don't need every Nordic noir program. Oh no. To be that, but but it, I just didn't have any real connection to it I, as it went on. I mean, like, I know who you are differentiating because it wasn't a sort of dead body bonanza. It was sort of yeah. more sort of law than police Well, that's drops. the thing. Do you watch an angle all of that? Gary, no, I still, yeah. have, I still have three to go. I, I think I will keep watching, but it's going to be a, a slower pace. I think I'll probably watch one a week, which means I'll probably be still watching it once it's been finished. Uh, but I don't get the feeling like it's going to matter. The ma- you know, the ending isn't going to be like, you know, the, the Scooby-Doo reveal, you know, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you pesky kids. It's going to be quite be. psychological. Well, I don't know. And, <laughs> and I, I did, as I say, the last 20 minutes when they started to talk about the people who died 20 years ago and yeah. her, her background and things like that, I started to go, okay, you, you've got me a little bit more. Taking away the subtitles and the foreignnessness. If this was a UK drama, I, w- I wouldn't appeal really either. No. Okay. No, it wasn't silly as such, but it was just... I had no connection at all. You mm. like things that are more realistic, don't you? Let's yes. be honest. You're you're all about the realism. You're not for not. And the base. You don't, but you don't like. <laughs> you 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 struggle when things try and take dramatic license. You like characters you can believe in, yeah. situations you can believe in. Yes. I agree with both of you. I think that the the um, character base there was too many of them. Um, I did like the actress who was playing Hannah or Hanny or whatever you say. Mm. She was our proxy, wasn't she? Experiencing everything through her. Well, she's kind of learning about yeah. the place. She's asking all the questions. So, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to continue with this because um, as, as we look, it's not sort of my kind of thing. And there's a lot as the time of year it is. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, if this had been in the um, I know who you are slot, which I think it was originally intended to be. It would have been better over the summer because there was less on. Because we're getting so much of foreign drama, even taking Walter out of the equation, just BBC Four. Yeah. Um, that foreign drama slot isn't as prestige as it used We've to be. We've said like, this before. Trapped we? We was said... the one thing that we all gravitated towards and really liked. Yeah. And it was a pleasant surprise. I would but, think when you when you one, both so. finish I Know Who You Are, that I think that's up there for me. I've never seen this film, but I've seen the trailer a few times. Is it any in any way similar to The Cabin in the Woods? I Is was going to well, mention I've never, that. I've, ne- I've never seen that, so... I, I mean, The Cabin in the Woods sort of takes the genre and does something with it. What I would say resembles most to me, and Gary, you'll probably re- remember this, is um, Harper's Island, the American yeah. show on BBC. Yeah, that had so much potential, but was ultimately very really? unsatisfying. I, I think it was unsatisfying. I, right. I, 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 well, let's not talk about Harper's Island. No, no, no. No, not, but, yeah. no let's not. <laughs> I mean, that was sort of the slasher movie done as a series, yeah. and I think this is going to be something similar. Sort of, it is hard, on I think, to do this sort of thing as a series rather than yeah. a movie and I think maybe it would have worked better as a movie but I, I do think they pace it well they are only 45 minutes yes they are so not the normal hour or even hour 15 that we get with some Nordics you know, oh, with some of these, I know uh, you are, like, well that's hour, right hour and a half. Me and Luke are done. Gary's going to maybe watch it, but... Uh, yeah, not not in a row. As you say, so much else good stuff on, it's hard to prioritise. Finish I Know Who You Are first before you do anything yes. else. Yes. 
Okay, we'll do, boss. So Why does he it, not look nervous as that to me? What have you done? But I, yeah, well, uh, because you, you, you asked nicely. You just I respect insist. Gary. Well. Yeah, it's hard for me to do that. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get Luke to do that. <laughs> um, Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Pardon? <laughs> you talk, you're as talking to me. As, oh, as we learned last week, it's a medical term. Yeah. Well, there is a doctor in this episode. This is a Electric Dreams. It's a ten-part uh, anthology series, a joint venture between Channel Four and Amazon. I believe there are ten up, ten different episodes. There's no sort of yeah, two but parts. Yeah, well, no, but... this year and four. Okay. But there are characters who appear in multiple episodes. Okay, Gary, do you want to take us through this one? Because I've got a feeling this is more up your alley. Than well, I, I, I very much, I, yeah, I would say that. Basically, you've got in a world without advanced technology, and you've got these kind of mutant telepaths who have become humanity's only mechanism for kind called of teeps. called teeps, yeah, and they kind of can read minds and read thoughts, and also get inside people's heads and sort of like bring out dreams and scenarios. Holiday Granger, who played Holla Honor, who's playing one of these, and it's kind of identified by the fact she's got some sort of scar over one of her eyes, but she looks very robotic in the video, <coughs> but she's not a robot. Uh, then you've got Richard Madden, who uh, Matt and I will know from uh, Game of Thrones, who was Rob Stark uh, in the first three series. He plays Agent Ross, who is this kind of government agent where they are trying to uncover uh, this bloke who makes hoods, who can block out the telepath signal i think what they're trying to do as a whole is find out what the teeps are planning that was the general yes. thing what what because they're they're thinking they're about to uprise against the, what has they described them so poetically the normals yeah that, I, um, but, but that's a philip k dick normal that's a that's a term he uses in yeah. blade runner as well so that's the main thing and then you find out about these hoods that that are being made mm. um that block out, as you say, p- people's thoughts. These teeps can't read through the hoods. Yeah, the, the, the plot line sort of goes from there, and then it goes into a kind of uh, very traditional detective story. You know, they have to work out how who's making the hoods, and they, you know, realise that you can get the hoods by by making from clothes makers or even from bookmakers. Then it kind of goes into a love story got them from the hood spa. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah, well done. Mm. Uh, I, I would say what lab brooks. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, and if then, you want any more of these, email it's, it's, yeah. reviews. It's no wonder I've never Patreon, guys. Patreon. You, you wonder how, how I never get through a review, my goodness. And also, we get a, like a love story or a trust story as the two main characters uh, actually get together. But we learn that this is a, a way in which um, Richard Madden's character has been instructed to uh, to sort of you know get with a, a, one of these people to find out what's going on. Richard Madden is also uh, some sort of secret weapon. He's undet- unreadable um, uh, from the top from these people, and it, it, it ends with a very kind of definitive scene. They all end up with in the Hoodmaker's laboratory. The rest of these people come and they start a fire. And it, that as you was say, a very American way of saying laboratory, Gary. I'm not. Thank really you. Happy well, about that. laboratoire Garnier. You know. Um, Lab, sorry. I think I think overall, <laughs> I really liked the the atmosphere, the mm. way in which this was filmed. It had a very Blade Runner feel to it. I did enjoy the relationship between Richard Madden and Holiday Granger. I think it worked quite well. It reminded me strongly of um, the Isaac Asimov book *I Robot*, which I know oh, yeah. made into a yeah. fairly 
it's a fairly Hollywood film with um, uh, with Will Smith, but actually the book itself goes far more into the kind of like relationship between a robot and a human and how both are viewed by robots and humans. And I think there was a good amount of that uh, in, in what we got. And it was a shame, really, that at the end of it, you know, we know we're not going to get too many more of these particular characters in the next episodes, which is a shame. There is a strong sort of assertion that this is being put on the channel as a sort of replacement for black mirror you know anthology sort of futuristic mm. i mean this felt like it was set in sort of like the dirty 1970s with all the sort of concrete and the cars and everything and like also that. there was vinyl records as well wasn't vinyl there, records. Sort of thing. it was very atmospheric and i feel like a lot of money has been pumped into this by amazon to make it look fantastic as you say i liked holiday granger i thought she probably more her talents were more utilized in this than in uh, strike i thought her and richard madden had great chemistry i thought the story and the scripting were a little clunky there's that line near the end where he says you can read my thoughts but you can't read my heart and i just thought that yeah just like completely um for me it lacked what sort of the other channel for sort of sci-fi fantasy dramas like utopia like humans like the black mirrors have had is that sort of base in in realism in in our world Mm. whereas this was this was so far out there that, for me, I wasn't hooked on all of it. I don't feel I've got anything to add, really. My views okay. completely echo Matt's. <laughs> I think Hol- no, because I think Holiday Granger was the standout. And no, I think Richard Madden was quite. I know perhaps it was the character, but I felt like his delivery and his characterization was a bit wooden. Perhaps that was. I, I think you saw I think well I think that's the thing I think he was supposed to be the sort of cool calm collective detective but <laughs> I don't like put that on the poster <laughs> right now <laughs> I think you're right I think you didn't get to see enough of him but then if you realise that he's been programmed a certain way yeah if that's what you're supposed to believe you kind of understand it at the end I was not invested I was I was cold towards it. I didn't feel. Well, you were cold in Black Lake because it was. It well, was yeah. A one. They need to put some clothes. Put, put on. a coat on. Put a jumper on. Um, the yeah. Jump in that sauna. And as Matt quite <laughs> rightly said a second ago, I'm not good with dystopian things. I, I humans yeah. was a step out of my comfort zone and well worth my mm. time. Although I struggled with the second series and didn't go back for that after the first episode. But um, no, neither did I. Utopia is a wonderful series and just sort of gets the balance right. Bring it back, the, Channel the, 4. Do that this, with Amazon. Yeah. yeah. This, this I, I don't I, feel connected to, and I've seen the trailer for the next one, and it's all in space, and it just mm. looks ridiculous. It's just not for me. That Brian Cranston, I, the next I, one. I, no, I, I, I will be sticking with this because I think out of the three of us, I'm more the sci-fi fan. I really did enjoy it. I think Sunday Night was good for it, and I know that's when that's when Humans was on, wasn't it? Sunday Night at 9 as well so um, was black mirror first series of black mirror yeah, i'd say first series yeah second I mean, series I, they I, moved I, to midweek didn't they i still haven't finished black mirror on on netflix neither, so. neither have i i yeah. don't know that this is a question i suppose for both black mirror and for electric dreams do you have to watch all of them i've watched three of black mirror from netflix i i might go and watch the others i If you're a last-minute gift shopper, then Instacart is your holiday rescue app this season. No more tracking packages, no more trips to the post office, and no more Christmas gifts arriving in February. Instead, you can just download Instacart to order gifts like beauty, tech, and gourmet goods from local stores and get them delivered in as fast as one hour. Plus, right now, you'll get free delivery on your first three orders. This offer is valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 plus to purchase alcohol where available.
Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. I think with this, what I might do is dip in and out, depending on what I hear, like I, feedback I, from others. I suppose the difference is with the Black Mirror on Netflix is that you really can pick and choose which episode, and it really doesn't matter because you can read the reviews, wait to see which ones are good and bad. This one, because they're coming out each week, are you going to feel like you've missed out if you missed the good one? Do you ever feel like you missed out when you rest these series for like a year and a half? Sometimes. Right, I think something that I feel Luke was invested in, because we need to get him invested in something. Oh, the second episode of Liar, I'm sure, would uh, would be sort of something more for you. What we got here was sort of a continuation of what happened last week with Joanne Froggart's character, Laura sort of um, up, uh, putting the tweet out about um, An- Andrew, Ewan Grufford's character, um, who um, she said, like, raped her on a night out. His reaction to this is still, oh, no, th- this didn't happen. She's misremembering. I'm not sure why she's doing it. You know, he actually sort of stepped back at the hospital, says, I don't think I can do this with this looming over my head, which was refreshing because I thought they would suspend him rather than the other way the other thing in this was um we got the fact we, we there have been references to it previously that something like this had happened to laura previ- um before and we yep. got peter davidson uh, oddly turned up well i um, kept seeing the trailer and hearing the voice and going i know that voice who is that peter, davidson. Yeah, peter davidson they 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 did a good job on keeping that lipped as it were i mean this is paying through to luke's theory that it's warren brown and uh, zoe tapper's characters that are cooking something up because she did make she did make mention of there was two bits a where she said to joanne frogger oh this is this going to affect the case like she didn't like the fact that she put that on social media and then later she was sort of being a bit like snidey to ewan grufford while they were in surgery and almost killed someone i know that the next episode is is a key one this to me i enjoyed a lot more than the other two things that i've spoken about bits of it i found a little bit like heightened dr foster a little bit the mm. stuff mm-hmm. in yeah. the bedroom and the way she behaved and i didn't really warm to the i'm really interested to see what you guys sorry i'm really interested to see what you guys think of dr foster this week yeah um but on the whole i really enjoyed it i thought there were some clunky p- bits of dialogue yeah. The clunkiness for me was with the police, where Warren Brown kept yeah. going up yeah. to Stanley Webb and Shelley Kahn and going, oh, yeah. this is... It just felt a little bit clunky, and, and like you said, the police, Shelley Kahn and Danny Webb are good, but the police mm. dynamic doesn't well, you, really you, work. You, you got a bit down. more of them, didn't you, in this episode? Yeah. Because rather than just being detectives in this case, you saw a little bit more of their, their life behind the scenes, didn't you? Mm. That kind of conversation they had. But in the police every station. Time I was watching them. I was thinking how good Unforgotten is. Well, yeah. Nicola Walker and Sanjay Pascal are not the focus of Unforgotten, but they no. are so good. I don't know how Chris Lang does that because these mm. police don't feel like genuine people. They just feel like. I suppose because, because he shows their home life. And therefore, it you know it grounds them and takes them out of the police station a bit. But I, th- 
I think the whole her breaking into his house and then Warren Brown organising that drugs raid may have been a yeah. bit too much and finding out that I, was insulin. I'm kind of surprised that either in this episode, or I think it was in this episode, that they had them face to face. I kind of thought... Well, yeah, but in this episode, it was like, uh, I kind of thought, well, you know, why are you doing that? Surely you would keep these two apart. I, I did really like the ending. I do think the idea that at first you were supposed to believe he did it, then it's supposed to believe she might be making it up. Now I believe there's lots of theories out there by people saying it was somebody else. There's a scene where Joe and Frogger ask Warren Brown to, you know, look into it a bit deeper and use his yeah. knowledge. And they're on like a, um, I don't know what that phrase is, like a beat, like at the seaside in the Promenade. Here? Promenade. Promenade. Here, thank you. Yeah, Any words beginning with P. And yeah. I don't know whether it was the camera work, but they make it, they made me think that they, the two of them were being watched. Oh, okay. There's, there's always the theory that, or there's always the feel that nothing is quite what it's. There I've was another a few shots where it, it looks like somebody else is watching. And that, and that could be that could be the case. I, there was a very clunky camera moment when um, he, the police, the, the, the constable, um, uh, went for the after the two detectives. You know, said, "Oh, you know, he he killed his wife possibly, and it was suspicious." And then they walked off, and then there was this weird camera where it went all the way round Warren Brown's head. All the way round Warren Brown. <laughs> all the way round Warren Brown's head. Uh, all the way around. And it just felt, as you say, it felt weird and out of place. Like, none of the rest of the shots have been like that. I'm and suddenly sure. we're getting, like, you know, we're getting, like, you know, it's, you know, superific camera views. So there were awful. a couple of moments that were a bit head-scratching. But overall... I Overall, still think this is good. Hour of TV. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling a little bit with Warren Brown. I I, I don't know. I, I well, I I kind I kind of agree with Matt. I feel like they're keeping him out of things because I think he's integral oh, no, to the to the uh, final. My problem is, is he's not out of it enough. He's in it too much. And I just, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Just a couple of things to pick up on. I mean, I'm the only one of the three of us to see Relic this week as well. I watched them both. I sort of watched okay. them back to back. Um, what I, two things I would say. First of all, definitely Liar for me is the more intriguing of the two series. I want to watch the next episode of Liar more than I want to watch the next episode of Relic. Secondly, and you, you and the you and the nation agree. Interest. Yeah. It was interesting the fact you picked up on how you don't really care about the coppers, even though. They're trying to give them like a bit more backstory. The Charlie Con character's pregnant, you know, Danny yeah. Webb's saying, Oh, you know, yeah. my wife was pregnant. And they seem to be trying to do that with the character the secondary characters in Relic. I mean, the first episode we had the two ones who are in like a secret gay relationship. This in this second episode of Relic there was something going on with one of the officers and the receptionist that was a bit weird. And obviously you're following that in reverse as well, which yeah. is but it seems like in both of these, the Williams brothers are trying to focus on like secondary characters who aren't that you, you don't feel that connection to. Certainly in Relic, but... Relic I think is different. Relic looks to me like an experiment. Did you find Relic any easier, Matt, the second time? Around? I I found it an easy watch in terms of the structure, but I just feel like um, the Gabriel character is just so unlikable. Yeah. Mm. Um, not boring. It's just so unlikable. He's horrible to everyone, and I think that might that definitely has something to do with the fact that it's in reverse. And maybe when it started, yeah. he was nicer. Obviously, he's he had the acid attack, so that's probably changed him. 
a little bit. And there's something as well, like the Williams brothers have said that sort of stuck with me from the press pack that they say there are there is a reason that stories are told in forwards because it's sort of the characters are under on going under change and you get the context and everything in that order. Going backwards, you you've got the consequences first, and then you see why yeah. the what happened to them. So it's hard, like with the missing, the David Morrissey character was quite unlikable at times, but because we were bouncing between the two timelines, yeah. we saw why he was in the present day. They, they have got a fascination with disfiguring people, yes, haven't they? Yes, they have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, there's, so... There's an sorry. interesting tweet that I retweeted from the BBC, which is basically them watching episode one in... in in forwards time and trying to explain it to the confused audience and saying that they agree it's quite confusing and there's things that the director didn't want to do that they I thought I saw talking of the BBC oh, there's a one show link there W1A was back this week uh, for series three three he's doing the question mark yeah, three. Yeah, I I... three yes three I'm and... Ron Burgundy <laughs> Third and final series of uh, the BBC uh, satire. He's again, a question again. mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm he just, asking. He just, he just wants reassurance. Luke, reassurance. Give it to him. I, we need, I'll tell you what we need to do, Matt. We need to be in a house together. Yes. Recording Made of gingerbread. So that I can just talk to you and say oh. everything's going to be all right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> a nuisance call of some kind. Yeah, yeah. We need to be in this house together, and then I can just look at you and say, "Look, you, you're right, Matt. You don't need my reassurance. You're fine." Don't okay, worry so about it. Th- third and final series of John Morton's BBC satire. How's that? The big sort of plot here in the first episode was the fact that the the the, the gang, as I will call them, um, had to deal with the, this footballer, former Premiership footballer called Ryan Shelford, played, I thought, excellently by Ben Back, formerly of Scott and Bailey. He, uh, in his Channel 4 documentary, has come out as being a cross-dresser, and um, he claims in the documentary that the BBC didn't hire him for Match of the Day because they learnt that he um, was a cross-dresser. But in fact, he they, they tested him out, and he was too dull. And the great gag there uh, from David Westhead says, what, too dull for Match of the Day? But then they do give him a tryout, which is just brilliantly performed. Um, Hugh Bonneville and um, Nina Sosanya's characters and, and um, Sarah Parrish's character um, all go What's to What's that Salford. now? There's something else going on now. Oh, that's my, my washing. Um, give me a second. <laughs> we need please to keep, all be in one please, house. Please, please keep... Well, I, I've, I've, I've done the groundwork. I can keep. No, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. I can move. I've got a laptop. (laughs) We need to all be in one house. So if there's something Gary hasn't watched, he can do match watching. So they go to Salford to the match of the day studios, um, where they see that he is indeed rubbish, but he (laughs) is doing. The idea of Matt angling all his watching while he's talking about W1A. No, I just had to turn off the washing machine because it it makes a noise. No. No, that's all I was doing was turning when the knob. Put, so put it through the mangle. No. 
I'm lost now. Where are we? <laughs> you, they went to the Man of the Day studios. Yeah, and th- there was a great... I mean, I love that bit where he was doing the, the, the... So, you know, Ryan, you've got some stuff for it. Yeah, Gary, I have. Yeah. Gary and for Lineker me, Gary, doing some very convincing acting without... As Gary being, Lineker. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I know you were less than impressed with some of Southampton's defending. Yeah, I was, Gary. Yeah, I was. Right. Well, for me, they were poor. And for me, that's unacceptable. And I think you've got some examples that you wanted to highlight. Yeah, I have, yeah. Well, for me, they were poor, Gary. And for me, when you're poor at this level, you're going to end up getting beat. And yes, they got a draw, but I'm sorry for me. That's not a win in my book. Uh, right. And I know you've been looking in particular at their defensive shape at the back. Yeah, I have, yeah. OK, right. So, if you look here... Oh, no, wait. That's... Uh, there's a bit where if... Oh, yeah, here we go. Right, so, you've got your basic diamond, right? And what happens if... Yeah, so, Yoshida, he's in the channel on the left. Or, no, on the right. Yeah, but Bertrand's over here, look. Hang on a minute. Yeah, here we go. He's in the hole behind Hoiberg, who's gone all the way over here. Instead, now, look, where's he going? Look, there he goes, look. Oh, no, wait, is that Van Dyke? Yeah. Whereas uh, Ward Prowse is basically left trying to make a diamond on his own, which, for me, I'm sorry, he's not going to do that. I mean, it's not a diamond now anyway, is it? I mean, what is that? It's more... It's kind of... It's. Oh, now, look, it's, it's gone all... It's not... I mean, what is that? It's not even a shape. It's, it's just like a pointy line. And I'm sorry, but for me, you're not going to win games at this level with pointy lines, Gary. Right. I mean, if these were actual cars, right, this would literally be a car crash, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's poor, and for me, I'm sorry, that's not acceptable. Yes. And then the other thing was you had Jessica Hines um, and her stories that um, Perfect Curve has now been bought out by the Dutch company Fun, where, who have sort of random silent discos during uh, work hours, which is quite amusing. They are tasked with um, presenting a welcome gift to the BBC and eventually one of the new employees comes up with BBC Me, which is essentially YouTube but for the BBC, where they upload content. And one of the things they start working on is a version of On Your Bike, which was the show that um, Hugh Skinner's brilliantly sort of thick Will Humphreys came up with last year, like a um, biking chat show, which then turns into uh, bicycle shorts for BBC Me, which is basically videos of people on their bikes saying, this is me on my bike. I went to the screening of this at the BBC, which was quite interesting. Um, I bet. The most interesting thing was um, going through security, like to get into the little press room. It's like airport security. Really? You had to actually go through. Did you like, get yeah. Did you get patted down? And well, no, because I didn't set the alarm off. Oh, okay. I put all my but you have to put you you know you get the whole thing where you yeah, put yeah, your keys yeah. and everything, and then you go through the thing. Yeah, it's very. I, I've not I, I've not flown in a while, so I'll relate that to jury duty. Seen people go through passport control and uh, you not, know. For a, not for a while. I haven't seen Love Actually recently, so. Well, none of them set off anything in Love Actually. He goes through the bloody. Oh, that's anyway. true. Yeah, bloody jumps just, through, doesn't it? There he? are so many holes in that pl- in that film. Let's do a podcast on that. I feel Love like actually. we are. Patreon. We'll do if you if you get enough ten dollar backers, we'll do a Love Actually podcast. There's something. <laughs> I'd rather they save the money to be <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'd rather just take the 10 quid myself, you know. Uh, Gary doesn't watch it. So, Luke, what were your thoughts on this? I really, really, really enjoyed this. There's, I hadn't quite, because it had been a while since it had been on, I hadn't quite realised or remembered how densely packed it is with gags. Mm. The rid- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The of it is so unique. There's nothing else like the way they talk on this show. You could almost forget that you're watching something that's written because it just feels like it's improvised. It's so well done. The voiceover bits by... Uh, David, David Tennant. Tennant are completely incomprehensible and brilliant all at the same time. The fact is, this is about identifying what we do best and finding more ways of doing less of it better. Yes, brilliant. Yeah, bollocks. The charter renewal process gives the BBC an opportunity to question everything it does and ask the question whether there's any point to any of it at all anymore. And with all that in mind, my suggestion is that, as from today, this becomes a renewal group rather than way ahead. All right, OK. Yes, good. Hallelujah. Well, no. Renewal. No, honestly. Amen. It just focuses the mind, that's all. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Ian. That is just... I mean, I feel like opening the window and shouting down Regent Street. No, well, please don't. No, Christ's sake. Really, it's about resetting the dial for everyone in the building and shining a new light on that dial. Or at least shining the old light, but with a new bulb, so none of us can be in any doubt where the dial is or can have any excuse for not being able to read what it says. Yeah. Brilliant. Blame me. We got that. On that? Yeah. Yeah. Joyous. I'm a mixture between sad that it's uh, finishing, but glad that it's finishing to the same degree as well, because I don't know how long they could keep it going for. But it is unique, and it is something that I'm surprised Gary doesn't watch, but I've been surprised. You, you watched before. bits, didn't you, Gary? Yeah, I've watched probably the first one of each series. I why, just... why, 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 Gary? Why, 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 why Delilah? Uh, I don't know. I just don't think I'm that much of a TV insider that I get all the jokes and some of the characters. Like, there was the really... Last year, there was the guy who was getting coffee. Uh, like, well, the posh boy was just... Yeah, and I just didn't like the character. Yeah, cool. And every, yeah, cool. Every, yeah, cool. Everything he did, well, he didn't do anything new. He was oh, hi, cool. Been... Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, okay, yeah, great, funny. Yeah, you joke. Well, that's it. Everyone's sort of got their their catchphrase, isn't it? And I think that's everyone's catchphrase is right. Good. Yes. Very but, good. But a yes. lot, a lot of them have changed. I mean, obviously, the whole program changed from being about 2012 into being about you know W, you know, about being about the BBC. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't. You don't know. On it. One of the things that um, I read, I think it was Ophelia Loverbond who plays um, Izzy, said that it's as you say, it's so tightly packed that it is really hard to film, and I think that's why they're finishing it because it's it's so quick, so fast paced. I think they do find it hard to deliver all those lines. And yeah, yeah, it's it's just brilliant. If you've never watched it, give it a go. It'll probably put a smile on your face at the very least. And it just gets better if you watch this first one. The second one is brilliant as well. I mean, there's more Ben Bat in the second one. I just like I love the way that the lines are delivered. I think and the way that they're they're written. I think is great. And for a, like a sort of ensemble that's got like ten or twelve different characters in it, I think that is a, a real achievement. And the fact that a lot of the dialogue is just people saying 
yes and well done and exactly yes. Yes, well done. Well done. Brilliant. It's, it's so clever, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. W1A, Monday nights, 10 o'clock on BBC Two. All right, okay. Yes, good. Hallelujah. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. Should we quickly talk about Dr. Foster uh, S2 Ep3? He's not a TV insider, you have to remember that he's not a TV Yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just Joe Blow from Kokomo, you know. <laughs> I thought you were Gary. Oh, sorry, yeah, you're right, sorry. I've been calling you the wrong name for years. <laughs> 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 so the third episode of uh, Series 2 of Dr. Foster, Matt. Uh, I can't believe that, that's a real revelation. <laughs> I've gone now. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> someone, re- someone reboot Matt. We basically found out a little bit more information about what was going on with Tom, I suppose, the son. Um, yeah. The reason he ran away from the party, uh, or no, didn't run away from the party, but the reason she couldn't find him at the the sort of the wedding party, and like to why he hit his friend Max, was all to do with the fact that he'd sort of he'd started kissing Isabel. Yeah. Or is it? who um, is the daughter of the Martha Howe Douglas character and they've been, you know, friends for a while and they were snogging and then she wanted to go further and, and then to change their mind and he didn't stop, basically, is if what they were saying. just tuned in, this isn't a story from Matt's past, this is the plot. You know, he was drinking and stuff at the party and obviously the stuff with his parents was playing on him and it all just sort of culminated in this yeah. and now he's sort of lashing out violently and things like that. I suppose the other pivotal thing was that uh, Gemma and Simon um, were intimate. Um, oh, I love Matt. The house. I love Matt. She took her Well, how, Gary, how and... would you have put it? Because you're very similar to me in the <laughs> uh, They had relations. Uh, on a dining uh, table. Uh, on, a, on, on the dining table. <laughs> rough uh, rela- rough <laughs> relations. After it was suggested that uh, previously that they'd had relations on that same table. No, they, they'd had relations on the... Um... What do they have? Oh, no, right. On the kitchen the island. On the kitchen oh, island. Okay, fine, yeah. <laughs> C- certainly, what they're doing is they're 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 talking about relations that they've had, maybe all over the house. Uh, I mean, you got more of a sympathy for Gemma in this episode, and you didn't feel yeah. like she was a cra- as much of a crazy woman as you have in the first two episodes. I felt the scene I really liked was the scene with her and Isabel, where she was just like uh, saying, I, no, I, I, she was actually a mum for the first yeah. time. Well, well, the, the other thing that I think has largely been forgotten is the fact that she's a blooming doctor because she never seems to go to work anymore. And now Simon, after wanting to be sort of dad of the year, is now sort of distancing himself. Um, Kate, the Jodie Comer character, doesn't want him in the house near their young daughter. I, I quite liked that scene where yeah. because yeah. I think, again... I'd like more Jodie Comer, if I'm honest. And Victoria Hamilton, I thought, was really good as, as the, the neighbour, Anna, who is now leaving as well. We say she's leaving. We obviously don't know where these two are heading. He was like, no one wants to talk to me now when this all comes out. And she says, right, we'll, pa- we'll do whatever you want to do. You know, I'm your mum first and foremost. If you trust me, we'll pack up and go. So in a way, Simon has got what he wanted. Gemma's left Parminster. But at the same time, he seems to have lost his son forever. So thoughts, feelings? I like the episode. I do still feel like this is a little bit of a, a series being stretched out. I do feel mm. like they've created some stuff here that wasn't really around in series one but the, you know the effect that they're having on tom is a good plot line i just hope they don't go too weird with that one i could see them doing like a child suicide and i really don't want that someone mentioned that didn't they, they yeah they i've seen that i've seen that, that sort of talked about but i think really... the fact that they're leaving now i think would sort yeah of 
stop that. And I, I, I still think uh, uh, Saran Jones is is the best yeah, thing about the series. Um, and I do think I agree. You what know, do you think again, of we get, we get, we... Tom Taylor? Because you didn't like him in the first episode. Well, that's because we understand now why he was being. He wasn't just being a moody teenager. And so I think you, we did, understand. Did you like his performance? Because I thought he was very good in this. Yeah, I did like his performance, and I think it explains how he was in episode one a bit more to me now. Yeah. Everything they have done, he is mm. copying. Yeah. You know, his father, his mother. He's already been violent. He's drinking now. He's smoking. They have to look at themselves. As yeah. to his problems. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Gary summed it up really well. I don't think I've got a great deal to add. I, I liked that it was it was the most grounded of all the... Uh, not just the, this series, but the whole the series as a whole, I think. It was just a lot quieter, a lot yeah. more emotional. Saran Jones played a mother rather than this sort of evil caricature. She's mm. been playing for a while. I really appreciated that. Tom Taylor did really well because I haven't really had the chance to see what he's able to no. do as a young actor before now. And he really proved himself worthy of the role there. I thought it was really good. I do think it's unnecessarily explicit at times. Well, yeah, yeah but the language in this episode but and I this think, series in general. I think it gets away with it because it's Dr. Foster. I don't think any, and that did so well. If it was a new series, I don't think the BBC would go, yes, you could stick the F word in there, or yes, you can chuck her over a dining table at quarter past nine. Or, yeah. And don't well, see, it adds anything to it. For yeah. me. What, I think this is what they were thinking of, the direction they were thinking of taking new tricks in, and that's why it ended up getting cancelled. Ah, oh, yeah, fair enough. Nicholas yeah. Lindhurst would have needed a hip replacement. So <laughs> it's I would like to see Dennis Portman write the theme tune to that one. I don't think it needs it. I think it's a better piece of tv drama than that and i think it gets yeah no i agree sometimes. i i thankfully have that 30 second skip button on PB, mm. bbc previews which gets l- pressed a bit during those scenes i'm sure oh really yeah. uh... but i do still have that sort of roller coaster with it of this is yeah. good this is interesting oh this is a bit i think what's i like this and i go through all of that in the course of an hour with it i i will be very interested to find out if this where if it does fit into our top 10 of the year or top shows of the year sorry because the last series was you know up there wasn't it you know top three 20, yeah. 2015 i think it was number two behind unforgotten so it's going to be interesting to see because you know we're going to, we need to think about the whole series you know when it's I finished. Think it's, I so, think it's a tiny bit overrated, if I'm honest. You know, it does well on Twitter. It does well in the viewing figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, as you say, it, and it hasn't lost its viewers over the three weeks. It is one of those shows where people will, when it is a bit bonkers, like it has been the first two weeks, people will go, "Yeah, but Saran Jones is really good," and I'm just thinking, "Well, I don't know. Mm. I, yeah, I was never convinced." Now we point your faces. That's something on in the coming week that we think. Oh, I haven't even looked at this. Your time. I think I know what each of us is going to pick. Do you? I don't know what I'm going to pick, Gary. I know. Gary, tell me what I'm going to pick. Well, I thought you picked Strictly. Okay, I'll pick Strictly then. Okay. And Gary, you'll pick. I was going to go for the Child in Time, but I actually thought that's what Luke might pick. No, uh, I was going to pick that. I, I, I'm going to go for Law and Order, True Crime, The Menendez Brothers, Menendez Murders, that okay. starts on Sky Living on Thursday, starring Eddie Falco. No! You do that to wind me up or not? Yeah, Eddie I did it. It's Falco. Okay, yeah, good. I completely was winding I you up on that okay. one. Okay, I, I can't always sense it. I've got a couple then, just to bring you your attention to them. Uh, the Good Place on Netflix, the NBC comedy. It's one of my favourites. All season one. 
that aired in uh, the latter part of last year is on Netflix now. And Series 2, which started in the States last night, is also there on Netflix. It's a comedy I can tell you nothing about because it would ruin it. And if you think you know what it's about, it really isn't. So You're watch wrong. that on Netflix. Yeah. Also, The Juice, which is the new David Simon. Um, yeah, the, sub- the, the subject matter doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, but it's him again. What, yeah, what, I know, but well, yeah, but yeah, but I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I wasn't a massive fan of uh, the one about the New Orleans um, about her, about um, Hurricane Katrina. Starts Tuesday at nine o'clock on Sky Atlantic. The reason the synopsis perhaps doesn't appeal to Gary it's about the the growth of the porn industry in New York and stars. There's a, there's a choice of two words you shouldn't have uh, used. Yeah, uh, stars uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and. Um, James Franco is twins. The twin thing well, always puts me off, but we'll see. As Gary um, would say, um, they work in the relations industry. Yes, That's right, they, yes. they have severe relations with one another. <laughs> they um, get paid to have relations. Yeah, so that oh. is, I mean, it's a 90-minute opener, it, you know, and I've heard nothing but good. So it'd be interesting to get our thoughts on it. And the final thing for me, as none of us picked it, but it's getting a lot of trails, and we'll probably be one we'll be discussing the Child in Time, which is the brand new drama, uh, produced and starring Benedict Cumberbatch as a children's book author who uh, whose young daughter goes missing after he takes her to the supermarket. Also stars Kelly MacDonald of State of Play a few years ago in Bulwark Empire. A few years ago? Now in my life when you got the 14 DVD. years ago. <laughs> Christ, time, time fly when you're watching telly. No, no offence. I, I need to go and eat. Can we wrap this up? Okay. Yeah? Basically, all you need to do if you want to interact with us all is search the Custard TV mm. on Facebook, on iTunes, on YouTube, uh, Twitter. I'm at Luke Custard TV. Gary is at the Gary Show, and Matt is at Matt's TV. Right? So you can interact with. All... He's starting his dinner by the sound of I it. have. Yeah, but I'm like you know. So you can do that. So... Patreon.com, where for just a few US dollars, which is hardly anything, you, you, you can get extra content from the three of us. Uh, box set binges where we talk about shows we've either loved or in some cases never seen. What, what are you doing now? I'm trying to get it out of the fridge. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Next week, we mark episode... 200! We yeah. So, before we leave, what are you having? Because it sounds like there's a prawn. lot of... Imp- well, prawn, prawn stir-fry, so... You always yeah, have that! Well, I tend to have it a lot on a Thursday. Is that Could wrong? you not have had that before we started? It's quite yeah. easy to bang in the pan. <laughs> not, not really. Yeah, yeah, like oh, Matt Rhodes over there is like, you can just bang yeah. that in a pan. Believe it or not, next week will be 200. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.